This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, so let's talk a little bit some of the halachas pertaining to Erev Rosh Hashanah. So first of all, we're diving very early tomorrow. We're diving before Aloy Seshachar. So Shem Zaman Orbach points out, because we're going to get up before Aloy Seshachar, so we should wash our hands when we wake up in the morning. But really, after Aloy Seshachar, we should wash our hands again. So Shem Zaman holds, you don't have to stop right when it hits 5.13. After we finish Slichas, before Shachas, Shem Zaman writes, you have to rewash your hands after Aloy Seshachar. So that's something important for those of us that are waking up earlier tomorrow morning. The Shulchan Aruch brings down... Well, what? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You could say the Birch Tashach, yeah. You, have to, you can't say Birch, you have to say, well, at least Birch Tashach you have to say. Birch Tashach you can say afterwards. The Birch Tashach, we pointed it afterwards. Yeah, better to say it afterwards. Wait till after Allah Tashach to say it. But Birch Tashach you should say. So the Shulchan Aruch brings down a practice which is not so popular today that you're supposed to fast in Erev Rosh Hashanah. It's actually based on a Medrash, Tanchuma, and Parshas Emor. A whole lengthy medrash with a beautiful marshal. The end of the message is, the Torah quotes from the medrash, that if a person fasts on Erev Rosh Hashanah, one-third of his averus get erased. So if you want to talk about a financial investment, so if a person fasts tomorrow, one-third of his averus get erased. So you'll say, well, how long do I have to fast? So the fast starts at Aloy Seshachar, and it ends different opinions. The latest opinion, I so just quoted from Nevinsal, he thinks you go mamish till like, like, right, right before Rosh Hashanah, like 7 o'clock. That is not the accepted opinion, at least here in America, for sure. Here in America, there's two options. Either you go to Mincha Gedoilo, which tomorrow is going to be at 122. And the tells the yeshiva, they write that they used to fast to 122. And then after Mincha, they would break the fast. If you look at other Svarim, Lamashu Abuliyashiv writes, the fast goes until Chatzois. I saw that quoted also in Shemim Shmuel Kamenetsky, and I remember when I was in yeshiva, that was always the assumption that we only fast until Chatzois. Chatzois tomorrow is 12.52, is 12... 50, I wrote it down somewhere. Tomorrow's Chatzai is 1250. 1250. So it's not, so, it's not such a terrible fast. Now, if you are coming to Salichas here tomorrow, you can eat before. And not only can you eat before, there's actually an Hakpah to eat before. The Ramad writes in Shulchan Aruch, when he talks about this fast, he says that you really should eat before Aloy Shachar tomorrow. Which is great because we have all the time tomorrow morning before Aloy Shachar. Now, why should you eat before Aloy Shachar? So he says, because the Goyim used to fast on the, day, on the eve of their holidays. Therefore, says the Ramah, if we're going to fast in Erev Rosh Hashanah, it's going to give off an impression of Chukas HaGoyim, Darke HaMoyri. Therefore, suggest the Ramah, let's all eat before Aloysia Shachar. This way we're not fasting on the Erev of the Yom Tif. So writes the Ramah. Now, the Echreinim are a big tumble about this Ramah. First of all, the Yorcha Shulchan says, that can't be true, because we fast in Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach is in Erev Yom Tif, and we fast. Then the Aruch HaShulchan means you shall me that they used to fast in Erev Rosh Hashanah without a problem. So the Mishnah Brewer comes out at the end. He says, you know what? If you could eat before Aloysia Shachar, have a drink, it's the best. Now, most people are not getting up until after Radio Aloysia Shachar, so it's too late. But we're very lucky because we dive in really, really early here tomorrow morning. So we can all get up before Aloysia Shachar. But the truth is we can get up and eat a full breakfast. Because by the time we're getting up, it's more than a half an hour before Aloysia Shachar. You can have a full breakfast then. I'm not saying you're hungry for it, but definitely for us that are waking up early, it's ready to die to eat a little bit, we should try to chop around and eat, uh, drink something before Aloy Sashachar. You don't need to make a time, Mr. Bruce says. Aloy Sashachar is 5.13 tomorrow morning. Now, it's an unbelievable fast. If you look at the Magen Avram, the Magen Avram quotes in Maril that even Tinoikos fast. 
So you know you can sound like young children. So the Mishnah says, no, no, no. That means boys that are above the age of 13, girls above the age of 12. But no little kids are fasting. But this fast seems to be like it's very much accepted. Mishnah writes, you don't need to even make a Kabbalah on this fast. This fast is so on the books. It's so accepted that you don't even have to make a Kabbalah on it. I saw a quote in the name of Rabbi Kiva Yosef Schlesinger. Kiva Yosef Schlesinger was a very, very controversial figure. He was a Talmud of the Kasav Cipher. He was a Rav in Pressburg. He got himself his renegade this time of year because he made a whole tumble. He wanted to bring back Shafer and Rosh Hashanah Shechalias B'Shabbos. So he says that he has a tradition from the Chassam Seifer. He didn't learn by the Chassam Seifer, he learned by his son that the Chassam Seifer held that women should never fast except for Yom Kippur. Women shouldn't fast. They're weaker than men. You can't say that today publicly, you'll get in trouble. But they're weaker, they can't handle it, and therefore they don't fast except for Yom Kippur. But you see clearly that Mr. Brewer says, not like that. Mr. Brewer says, girls above the age of 12 and boys above the age of 13. Now, if someone is not a good faster, they definitely should not fast on this fast day. But if someone is a pretty decent faster and you can make it to 1250, it's Kedai, it's Kedai. It's worthwhile to fast until Chatzos, and then after Chatzos you can move on. The Ramah writes an interesting halacha. The Ramah says, but if let's say there would be a bris here tomorrow, then no one would fast. So the Achrayim have a kasha. I don't understand. If there's a bris on Sam Gedalia, you fast. If there's a bris on Tanis Esther, you fast. What do I mean? So why is this fast they pushed away because of a, a bris? So many Achrayim say, you see from here, it's not a real fast day. Because if it would be a real fast day, it wouldn't get pushed away just because of a bris. It's a good kasha, but the fact is what the Ramah says is true. That if there would be a bris, we wouldn't fast. Other Achrayim point out if there'd be a siyam. They say that Chaim Kinevsky used to make a seam every year on Erev Rosh Hashanah. And this way they didn't have to fast. So if anyone wants to make a seam, that would also circumvent the obligation to have to fast tomorrow. After, we find something very strange tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, after we finish Slichas, we say Tachanun. But after we finish Shachrus, we don't say Tachanun. So it says in Shulchan Aruch. What's the discrepancy? So the way the Mepharshim explain it, Magan Avram and others, is because they used to start Slichas like we do, very, very early. Sometimes they'd even finished the slichas before Aloysia Shachar. So it really wasn't Erev Rosh Hashanah yet. It was the night before Erev Rosh Hashanah. So we say slichas. Davening Shachris, they would always daven Shachris later. Shachris is already Erev Rosh Hashanah. So many Akhrenim point out, so what happens if you say slichas first tomorrow at 7 o'clock in the morning? Any shul that's davening tomorrow after Aloysia Shachar. So we don't have this problem. This is all the reason. You see why we make the schedule the way we do. We have all these cheshbonis, but baked into it. Because we're starting so much before Aloysia Shachar, the Morgan Avram says, since we're starting before Aloysia Shachar, even though we're going to conclude the Slichas after Aloysia Shachar, we could say Tachlan. But the Achreim are very bothered. What happens if Shul's calling Slichas tomorrow for 7 o'clock? 7 o'clock is way after Alois. So many Achreim hold they should not say Tachlan at the end of the Slichas. That is not the common practice. You'll go to shuls tomorrow that are davening after Aloys, they're all going to say Tachanun after Slichas, but no Tachanun after Shachos. It doesn't really make that much sense, but that, that has become the accepted practice. When? No, right. So normally on a regular Erev, normally you shouldn't eat more than, a, within a half an hour, you're not allowed to eat a big Sudan. So tomorrow morning, if you're going to wake up, let's say, uh, again, it's not really the gate, well, if you're going to eat at 4.45, that's already within a half an hour of Aloysia Shachar, so you shouldn't eat a big meal. But if at 4.30 you get up, so you can have a full breakfast. Now some Akhrenim were not so happy about eating before Aloysia Shachar, or eating before Slichus, so the Mr. Brewer said, no, just have a small drink or something light, so you're not fasting. We, most Ashkenazim hold that tomorrow we say Lam Natsech. Svarim don't. Svarim hold any day there's no Tachim, there's no Lam Natsech, but we Ashkenazim will say Lam Natsech tomorrow, Mitzvah 
There's a practice that has become accepted in Klai Yisrael, although it's not found in Shulchan Aruch, it's not found in the Ramah. I don't believe, I didn't double check, it's not even found in the Mishnabur. It's found in the Mat Ephraim, it's found in others, the Kitzah Shulchan Aruch, and the Chayadam, and that's the practice of Ataris Nadarim. That's very popular tomorrow. We do Ataris Nadarim in, in the morning here tomorrow. Now, the truth is, you don't really have to do Ataris Nadarim tomorrow morning. You could do Ataris Nadarim tonight if you'd like. If you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechabe Paskins, Ataris Nadarim can be done by Lila. It's not a real din. Bezdin's usually closed at night. Ataris Nadarim is not really din. Therefore, Meikar Adin, you could do Ataris Nadarim tonight. I'm not suggesting you do it, but Meikar Adin, you could do it. And the other misnomer that people have is you could do Ataris Nadarim with family members. You can have a Bezdin of you, your son, your brother, your uncle, your cousin. You could put Kravim on the Bezdin. It's not like a real Bezdin where you're not allowed to have relatives. So you can have a Bezdin of relatives also. Meikar Adin, even the Bezdin could be standing. That's also okay. The Shach writes where Machmed is sit. But Mikradin, the Bezdin can be standing as well. The issue that does come up is what about girls? So for your wife, you could be a Shliach to be made for your wife in the Dharm. What about for single girls? So this is a Machoikis Achreinim. Many Achreinim are Kabuliash have held. Let them get their own Atar Sadarm. He writes, Imam Shri writes in the Sefer, he says, bring three guys over to the seminary. That's what he writes. And they'll spend the whole day doing Atar Sadarm. So, if you have a bunch of men in your home, you have a, you, a son, a brother, a grandson, so let the girls do atars in them that, that way. Others say no, that the minig, Rabbi Shalom Islam writes, the minig is girls don't do atars in the dharm. That's all he writes. So how do they take off in the dharm? So he says that's what Kol Nidre is for. He says the Kol Nidre will take off that atars in the dharm. Mr. Shem HaShav Shuva will talk more about the alumnus of Kol Nidre if it really helps for anything anyways. But that's what Rabbi Shalom Islam writes, that's what Rabbi Shalom writes, many Achorinim write that girls should be Yoytza atars in the dharm, not on Erev Rosh Hashanah, but rather on Kol Nidre and on Lelium Kippur. That's the opinion of many Achorim. But again, if a girl has brothers or a father and a grandfather and an uncle that are easily accessible to put together a Bezdin, I don't see why that's not a more preferred version of what to do. There's a big discussion about using newly bar mitzvah boys for your Bezdin. My kid gets bar mitzvah today, yesterday, last week. He just turned 13. So if on the side of the Shulchan Aruch is Mesupik, if you can use him for a Bezdin. Assuming it's real Atar Sadarm. Atar Sadarm is a Dindai Raisa. For Dindai Raisa, you have to have real adult people on the Bezdin. A 13-year-old boy who got bar mitzvah last week is only bar mitzvah midirabonah because of Chazaka, that if he's 13, he probably has Bay Cyrus. No one's checking him for it. And being that Atar Sadarm is deraisa, Raisa, points out you probably should not use such a person on your Bezdin. The Ramah brings down a practice to go to the cemetery on Erev Rosh Hashanah. That's a practice that uh, depends on what day of the year, what time, what day of the week Rosh Hashanah falls out on. So if it's Friday, people have to go to work. It's not so feasible. But the Ramah brings down a practice to go to the cemetery on Erev Rosh Hashanah. In that same piece of Ramah, he also brings down the practice to go to the mikvah. The Chayodim writes that you should go in order. You should first go to the mikvah and then go to the cemetery. Because he says, if a person has Tfilz Ezra, he's a Balkari, so he should make sure before he goes to cemeteries where there's, you know, Klippus uh, and other things that I don't understand, but it's, there's Tumah there. So he says, before you go to the cemetery, make sure you go to the mikvah first. So that's the common practice. If a person is going to go to the cemetery, you should really go to the mikvah first. So the Shaila that we get every year on Erev Rosh Hashanah, this is like the most important Shaila, is, is how early can you go to the mikvah on Erev Rosh Hashanah? This is probably the most asked question uh, to rabbis in Erev Rosh Hashanah. How early can I go to the mikvah on Erev Rosh Hashanah? So if you look in the Mishtabru, the Mishtabru quotes a Chayadam. Chayadam says within an hour before Chatzos. question is why is that true? That's a discussion. But that's the fact. Mishtabru does write within an hour before Chatzos. So if Chatzos is uh, whatever we said, 1250, so within an hour of Chatzos. I did see quoted in the name of Rosh Hashanah. He says, obviously it's Pashat, that if a person has to work a whole morning and he's going to get home you know, uh, at, right, before, uh, right before Rosh Hashanah, he can go earlier. He can go anytime after Allah Yisrael Shachar. 
But again, this is all preferably. Preferably, you should go within an hour before Chatzos. If you can't, you're going to be working, you're going to miss it, whatever the case may be. So you can go any time after Allah Shachar. And B'diev, you can even use Tishakab, and you could probably even use the shower to fulfill the obligation of Tfilas Ezra. The last Allah that we find for Arab Rosh Hashanah is the Shochanah. Mechaber brings down. Person is supposed to take a haircut, he's supposed to get, take a shower, get dressed up for Rosh Hashanah. That, uh, I saw they even asked the Bliyashim, is it okay to wear a frock on Rosh Hashanah? So he said, yeah, that's already, it's not like big day chosha. That's regular clothing that you wear. Because on Rosh Hashanah, we have these two types of emotions working together. On one hand, it's Yom Adin, we're scared, we're nervous, we're worried. On the other hand, it's Yom Tif. So therefore, the Shulchan Aruch writes, and the Torah adds to this, we bedavka get dressed, and we take showers, and we shave, and we look our finest on Rosh Hashanah, because we're batuach, we have a certain level of confidence that we're going to, the, the, the Yom Adin is going to go well. So Api Allah, we should dress like we would in a regular Yom Tif. We get dressed up, we wear nice clothing, we shower, we shave, even though normally a person who's, you know, waiting a, a court case, he's not worried about how he's going to look. He's more worried about what's the judge going to say or the mercy of the judge. Here the Torah tells us we bedafka wear nice clothing because we're batuach that HaKadosh Baruch is going to give us a good din for this upcoming year.